Greetings. This is Justin Allen with the Elite Nurse Practitioner. Welcome to the Elite Nurse Practitioner Show, a podcast dedicated to nurse practitioner entrepreneurism and achieving financial freedom, where I talk directly with nurse practitioners who need help. Listen up. Our market is saturated. Jobs can be scarce. We are underpaid. We are undervalued. We are taken advantage of by the sharks within the healthcare system. And frankly, screw that. Sick of it. And it's time for a change. And listen, I'm here to help make that happen. We are powerful. We can forge a path where we are in control of our career and ultimately our financial and personal well-being. You do not need to submit to healthcare administrators and your doctor overlords. You do not have to take the measly salary. You do not have to work 50 to 60 hours a week. There is a different way, and I'm here to show you that path. This podcast is raw and unfiltered. I have not talked to nurse practitioners in this podcast prior to the call outside of an email exchange to schedule the episode. What you're about to listen to is a consultation session between a nurse practitioner and myself. It is real, it is unscripted, it is unplanned, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Anything and everything can happen during our conversation. The nurse practitioners in these episodes are struggling with an issue in their professional or financial life, and they have reached out to me for help. My goal is to help a nurse practitioner with actionable advice that will enhance and improve their professional, business, and financial life. My other goal is to hopefully help my nurse practitioner sisters and brothers build a more productive, powerful, and free life. So I hope the content and information within these podcast episodes does just that. All right, on to the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we will be talking to Ashley, who is a family nurse practitioner practicing out of Alabama. Currently, she is working at a family practice and med spa hybrid. She has become very good at thyroid optimization treatment and weight loss. Therefore, she is wanting to start her own practice offering these services, and she is leaning towards a telemedicine practice considering she is in an area where market saturation is pretty bad. She is in a very restrictive state and is needing assistance on how to turn her idea into a reality. Hey, Ashley, how are you? Good. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for hopping on this call. Awesome. Thank you for helping me. Yeah, no, absolutely. For sure. Let's just jump right into this. So tell me um, tell me about your background as a nurse practitioner, how long you've been a nurse practitioner for, what you've been doing, and that sort of thing. So I've been a nurse practitioner for a little over two years now. I've been working at the same clinic ever since I graduated. It's a family practice medispa hybrid. I do family practice specializing in thyroid management, and I do the medical weight loss program there. And so you've done that all through your career? I started out just family practice in June of last year, took over medical weight loss when our weight loss girl left. Gotcha. Okay. And what was your experience like as an RN? I worked on the respiratory care unit for five and a half years. And before that, I was a nutritionist for the WIC program. My first degree was food science, nutrition, and health promotion. And then I went back to nursing school. Okay. Are you a registered dietitian? No, I'm not registered. Um, I didn't do the master's program. I actually went to nursing school instead. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, probably a smarter idea. Probably make more money anyways. Exactly. Um, yeah. So tell me about this job that you're in, right? I mean, do you like it? What kind of things are you doing? I love my job. Um, I'm working three days, one week, four days next. So my schedule is pretty solid. I basically just see maybe 20 patients a day. So it's pretty low key. I make good money for the area. It's um a little bit of a weird environment as far as like management. So I, I would love to get out and do something else. But other than that, I, I love my job, love my coworkers, no complaints there. And so what do you want to do? You want to continue working and branch out to start a little side practice or what are your goals? I would like to start that way with the intentions of going completely on my own if this picks up and I can replace my income. Okay. Well, what kind of practice are you wanting to start? 
I was thinking about focusing on my specialty, thyroid management. I've gotten really good at dealing with Hashimoto's patients and getting some weight off of them. And I have a lot of people in the area that come to me just to manage their thyroid. So they'll have like a PCP of their own, but then they'll come see me every six months and I'll get them on natural desiccated thyroid, some LDN, stuff like that. Do a little bit of reverse dieting if they're having some issues, gaining weight without making any changes, typical thyroid management stuff. So you're wanting to focus predominantly on thyroid optimization and do some weight loss as well? Yes. As much as I can for weight loss. I don't really know how much weight loss you could do across state lines through telehealth. Yeah, I mean, you can do really about as much as you want. It just really depends on what you're prescribing. You know, fentramine, for example, that's the big one that people think of, right? I mean, you could totally do that via telemedicine. It's not a big deal. You just have patients go and get a set of vital signs at an urgent care, whatever, fill a form out. You know, heart rate, blood pressure is a big thing you worry about. You know, if they don't really have any kind of cardiovascular history, uh, they're fairly, you know, healthy and young, there's really no point in doing an EKG. It's not going to really show you anything. So you don't really need to do that in the majority of cases. So so, um, you know, for fentanyl, you could do it. I mean, you can still do it with all the restrictions lifted right now in terms of prescribing controlled substances over state lines. Those will be lifted for the foreseeable future. So, I mean, you could do that. I mean, you could do fentanyl if you want to, but there's a variety of other weight loss meds that aren't controlled that don't really require a whole lot of monitoring, like you'll see maglutide and bupropion and naltrexone and those kinds of things. So, yes, I've, I've been using Contrave a lot. Do you have any suggestions on where to get semi-glutide compounded that would actually ship to Alabama? Because TaylorMade will not ship to Alabama. That I do not know specifically, other than just giving you a list of some compounding pharmacies to call and ask. I know that basically just depends on what licenses the compounding pharmacies have. That'll basically shape you know where they can ship it to. So I right. do not know right offhand which ones are in Alabama. I just don't know. But I mean, I can give you a list of some. You could call South Lake Pharmacy, Compounding Pharmacy of America. You can start there. I think Hollandale has semaglutide as well. So you can start with those three. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, in terms of the telemedicine aspects, prescribing weight loss meds, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Okay. You can think about them going to urgent care. That's a great idea. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I mean, you've prescribed fentanyl before. I mean, you don't really need an EKG in every single patient. It's unnecessary. I mean, what are you looking for? Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> what are you looking for? If they're resting heart rate 60, you have no cardiovascular history whatsoever. It's just, it's really not necessary, you know? So yeah. Now, the thyroid optimization specialty that you have, you know, I don't really hear a lot of nurse practitioners who are, you know, who consider themselves, you know, an expert at that sort of thing. So tell me a little bit about this. I mean, we have a thyroid optimization course, but since you have been doing this for a while on your own, you become kind of a specialist at it. Why not focus more on that? Why even bother with weight loss? It just seems that a lot of thyroid patients need help with weight loss, especially if they have Hashimoto's. I have people complain all the time that they don't make any changes. They're eating the same thing and they just keep gaining weight. Why not just focus on the hypothyroid patients and just have weight loss be just more or less an adjunctive therapy to managing their thyroid? Like, I don't think you need to necessarily open up a thyroid optimization clinic and weight loss practice. I think that could be part of just the service line of a thyroid optimization clinic. Does that make sense? I think that would be fine. Do you think I could do well enough with just the thyroid through telehealth? Oh, absolutely. Remember, the more specific the service you're offering and the more specific the target market is, the better you will do, especially via telemedicine. The internet's a big, big place. So you do not want to be marketing to everyone, okay? The more focused your service is, the more focused your target market is, the better you'll do telemedicine. A lot of people think that you need to market to everybody and be all over the place. That's just not true. The more specific you are with your treatment, the better it's going to be. 
Sounds good. So be thinking about this. Like, where are you going to get patients from, right? Are there communities online, Facebook groups and message boards and those sorts of things for patients who are suffering from certain hypothyroid diseases? Absolutely. So then you could go into those places and get patients. And that's free marketing. So what you do is you go into those Facebook groups, for example, and you just offer free advice. You know, because a lot of people are going to be posting, you know, their problems and what doses they're on and those sorts of things. You're not going to medically diagnose anyone or give them a specific treatment plan. That would be stupid. You can't do that. But you can always just give advice, right? Right. And so people would see that and they would wonder, you know, hey, are you seeing patients? If you happen to be in their state, sure, you could see them. You know what I mean? Would you recommend starting off in one state and focusing on that or getting like a couple of different licenses in non or full practice authority states? Four to six states at a minimum. Go to four to six states at a minimum? At a minimum. Yeah. The more states, the better. But yeah, stay in full practice authority states. Don't go to restrictive states. It's too much of a pain in the ass. Right. Yeah. It it just is. You got to start paying for collaborators and all that nonsense. So Yeah, I know um, all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in Alabama. That's one of the most restrictive states in the country. Yeah, I don't know how you don't pull your hair out. It's I'm sure tough. you do. Our ends in Tennessee can do more than we can in Alabama. That's just insane. Yeah, that's just crazy. We got the good old boy system there in Alabama. So yeah, I think venturing out telemedicine and being in at least four to six different states, I think it'll really, uh, it'll really set you free. It'll really expand your career and your profession in general. This is probably what will happen is let's say you do open this up and a couple years goes by, you might not even have to work in Alabama anymore. You just live there, but you'd be working out in other states via telemedicine. You know what I mean? That is my dream. Yeah. And you wouldn't even have to have a collaborator or anything there in Alabama. It's the beautiful thing about it. Yes. Not have to clock in. That'd be great. <laughs> right. Right. No, it is great. It's awesome. I woke up today at like seven o'clock and just kind of fiddle faddle around till 10 or 11. It was, it was great. So that sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Do you have any questions about that? I mean, it sounds like you're pretty focused in on this thyroid optimization and offering weight loss services to your patients. I mean, do you have any thoughts about that? Yes. So I actually listened to some of your podcast and read some of your articles. So I answered a lot of my questions, but I did have a few questions written down. If you don't mind me asking them. Sure. Shoot away. Okay. So when I'm setting everything up, do I need a different phone number or EMR for like the different streams? Can you streamline everything into one? Like if you're doing your men's health and your marijuana clinic, is that all just under one EMR? No. So, so like my medical cannabis clinic, for example, I I just do paper charting for that just because it's the easiest thing in the world. And men's health is more of like a, in quotation marks, you know, more of a real medical practice. Medical cannabis is a different kind of animal. So I just do paper charts for that. My men's health is an EMR because we need to do lab reviews and all kinds of other things, right? Prescriptions and that sort of stuff. So I do it separately. If you were doing, you know, complimentary services, then you could just use the same EMR. Like, so are you talking about doing like thyroid optimization therapy and what else? I was looking into doing medical marijuana because it is about to be legal in Mississippi, but I didn't know the in and outs of, do you have to be there in person for that? Can you do that over telehealth? Yeah. In Mississippi, I'm not too sure about that. I want to say someone told me that you could do a telemedicine there. Yeah. So if you were doing that via telemed, then yeah, I wouldn't reinvent the wheel. I would just use the same EMR and everything. Okay. Yeah. Unless you want to operate under like a separate entity. So like if you want to operate under a separate LLC, then I would probably have a separate EMR for that if you wanted to do that. But for starting off right now, I don't think that's necessary. Do you think that it is irresponsible to treat the thyroid without a a physical exam since I can't like palpate for nodules or do any of that stuff? Well, what are you looking for exactly outside of a nodule? That's pretty much it. A goiter. Could you not order an ultrasound? Yes. 
So if you found a nodule or whatever, the next step would be an ultrasound, correct? So just do like yearly ultrasounds and that would cover it? You could. You could just make it part of the initial valuation process. That's a good idea. You know I mean, just to do a thorough thing. Because I mean, that's what you're ultimately going to do anyways if you find something, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, this was a question from the tax class. So if we're doing CMEs to write off a vacation, can it be all on CMEs or does it have to be in the area that you're vacationing in? Like in no. person? No, you do online CMEs. It's basically just, you know, where the certificate's issued. I mean, there's different companies online to where you can do CME and put what location you're going to be in to do the CME itself. And then the certificate populates out with a certain, you know, location on the on the certificate. I mean, those companies have been around for years doing this, so I don't see a problem with it. Okay. That yeah. Yeah. And if the uh, lead MP gets our CEU accreditation, I'll see about having an option like that too, to where you might be able to get in and like put a location in or whatever that you would like. And then the certificate would populate out for that location, but you have to complete it at that location kind of a thing. And let's see, do you recommend having separate bank accounts for each little side stream that you have? If it's a separate legal entity. So I operate under an LLC now just for tax purposes. Do I just make everything is doing business under that? Or do you suggest like getting an LLC for each little thing like having mine for here in Alabama and then getting another one for the thyroid stuff. And well, the LLC that you have now, is it just for like, are you being paid 1099? I'm set it up as an S corp. Mm-hmm. Are you an LLC electing as an S corp or did you actually file an S corp? I believe they filed as an S corp. I had an accountant set everything up. Does it say LLC on the, on, on the end of your name? Yes. Okay. So you have an LLC and you're electing as an S corp from a tax perspective. Okay. Right. So the IRS, you're just being taxed as an S-Corp, but the entity is actually just an LLC. I mean, that's what I do too. That's what most people do because it's easy. Okay. So you could use that same LLC and operate it out of a DBA if you want to. I don't see a problem with that. But when you start doing multiple things under one LLC, you know, you start crisscrossing liability. And so if you were sued through your job or whatever, and your business is operating underneath that LLC that you're a 1099 under, then that business could be liable. You know, its assets could be up for grabs and vice versa. But if the businesses don't have assets in them, then the liability is not really that big of a deal, but it just separates out your liabilities. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was in your position, I would keep the Alabama LLC for 1099 work or for anything that you might want to do there in Alabama. And then I would just form a, like a Wyoming LLC for the telemedicine gig. Okay. Yeah. So for that, you would need separate bank accounts. Yes. So for every LLC you have, you need a separate bank account. So separate bank account, separate EIN number. Yeah. Just keep it all separated. Sounds good. So in your case, I would just form just one Wyoming LLC. And then keep the Alabama LLC for work in Alabama. Any other questions with that? Um, not with that one. I did have another question about controlled substances. So if I prescribe a lot of bias cream to my patients, is that all okay with the laws being waived about controlled substances and telehealth? Like you don't have to see anybody in person. You can just prescribe it? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Right now, you know, this was, uh, we're recording this in May of 2022. And yeah, the restrictions are still lifted from the DEA for prescribing controlled substances via telemed. So I mean, as long as those restrictions stay lifted, you can continue doing it. I mean, I know myself and lots of others have took full advantage of it. It's great. Definitely. Yeah. 
And most patients anymore just prefer to be seen via telemedicine. There's no point in going into an office anymore unless a physical exam or a procedure is required. Oh yeah, we went concierge in our office back in October and people request telehealth visits all the time now. All the time, all the time. Same with my men's health clinic. I would say easily 80% of my visits are telemed anymore. Easy. Yeah. Works yeah. for me too. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it works for me too. I can sit you know, in gym clothes at home and see patients. Yeah, it's great. So basically, I just need to get it together and start checking off my list of to-dos. Well, what's holding you up right now? Money. <laughs> Money. Well, how much do you think this is going to cost to do? In my head, I thought I'd probably need like 10 grand. Uh-huh. And at one point, we had it, and it was one of those years where just everything in our house is broken, and we've went through like three emergency funds. Oh, my. Yeah, those those years in life tend to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like everything hits the fan at one time, you know? Yeah, hopefully we should be good for a while, but we're still trying to like catch up from everything. Okay. I think it's probably a good idea to rebuild that emergency fund. I think that having an emergency fund in place is critically important for anyone venturing out, you know, along the entrepreneurial journey. So build that up. It just just gives you an immense cushion of financial security. So I would say build that up. But, you know, something like this between five to $10,000 is literally all you're going to need. And the majority of that money is going to go towards marketing for telemedicine mm-hmm. practice. Do you have a marketing stream that you feel like is better than the other Facebook ads, Instagram? Well, I mean, Facebook ads work great for some things and for some other things they don't. Like my men's health clinic, they're, they're a waste of time. For you know, weight loss services, Facebook ads tend to work great. You know, so it's one of those things that it just it just really depends. You kind of have to experiment with it. You know, thyroid optimization therapy. You know, I could see Facebook being a great place to advertise for that. Google ads as well. You know, Google search ads. So think to yourself. You know, you're a patient who has hypothyroidism and they do not like how their primary care doctors uh, managing it or whatever, and they want to find someone else. So they search, you know, thyroid hormone clinic near me or whatever it may be that they type in and your clinic pops up as a Google search ad. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. boom, they find you and there you go, right? YouTube videos, you could post YouTube videos about thyroid optimization. People will organically find those videos and then maybe reach out to you. You can even promote those videos as ads. Same thing with TikTok. So there's just so many things that you could do here. When I mentioned the whole Facebook group, strategy. That's free. That doesn't cost you a dime. Right. That just wouldn't ta- be a bad idea. Yeah. It just takes you time. I'm going to struggle with the YouTube videos and stuff. I'm, I do not like being in the spotlight. Nah, you don't really need to be on YouTube if you don't want. You don't You don't have to create videos. Like You don't have to do that if you don't want to. I'm not a big fan of videos either. I'm just not. But I'm telling you, if you're on a budget, okay, getting in those Facebook groups and just being part of those communities and providing free advice and tips and those sorts of things, and then putting a plug in for, you know, what it is that you do, you know, I own whatever you want to call it, thyroid optimization clinic, we see patients via telemedicine through, you know, out multiple states, you will get patients doing that. And that's free marketing. And then what happens is that people find those posts in the Facebook group, and you know, other people will reach out to you word of mouth kind of starts spreading. Like I know some NPs that do that sort of thing for men's health and testosterone, and they get into these TRT Facebook groups, and they provide just a lot of free, valuable advice and whatnot. And they get a lot of patients from that. That's free. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Do that. That's free. I mean, that's free marketing. It just takes a little bit of time. Do I have to make sure that 
whatever state the patient's in is a full practice authority state. Yeah. And that you have a license in that state. Okay. Yeah, correct. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, going into a Facebook group and doing that, you know, if you only have licenses in six states, for example, you're just going to be very limited to, you know, who you can help. So you could build a network of other MPs you could refer people to if you wanted to. I mean, there's just, there's, there's a lot of different things you could do. All right. I hope everyone's enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank everyone listening and also give a big thank you to all of my social media followers and email subscribers. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our email list at www.elitenp.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Email subscribers will receive updates on new weekly podcast episodes, multiple weekly articles we publish, new courses, and everything else related to helping you succeed. Remember, all elite nurse practitioner courses are designed to help you build a niche practice, increase your financial strength, and to break free from the rat race. If I can break free and the other countless nurse practitioners can break free, then so can you. Additionally, please share this podcast with your other nurse practitioner sisters and brothers out there. The more NPs that venture out on their own, the stronger our profession will become. Now, let's get back to the episode. Or just get like licenses in as many states as you possibly can. I mean, I know NPs out there that have licenses in 20 states. Like it's crazy. Do you think it's a waste of time to pay collaborators in certain states? Would you just stick to full practice authority? Unless there's a lot of patients in that state. Okay. Like California, for example, you know, that's a restricted state, but there's a lot of people in California. So paying for a collaborator in a big state like that, or even like a state in Texas, Texas is a big state too. It might be beneficial. Is there a different price for each state for collaborators or is it pretty standard across the board? Eh, It's pretty standard for the most part. You're going to be looking at anywhere between $500 to $1,500 a month for a little practice like what you're talking about, a little thyroid optimization telemed practice. I wouldn't spend more than $500 because that doc is not going to do a damn thing 99% of the time. My doctor now doesn't even do anything. They click a button and approve my charts. Yeah, and they don't even read it. They just click sign. They don't even read it. I've seen it. Yeah, I used to have a collaborating doctor in uh, in Florida, and he would just grab the stack of charts. He would just sign his name. He wasn't he wasn't even reviewing nothing. Literally, just right off next one, right off, right off. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just such a money racket. It is. So keep that in mind, though. If you're going to go to some other states, I would do minimal amount, like five hundred bucks or something. If you can find a collaborator that has a license in a couple different states, and then come up with just one, you know, one flat fee, now that would be great. That's not a bad idea either. I can know somebody for Alabama and Tennessee for that. There you go. So that way you you can stay in Alabama and Tennessee for sure. And then go out to some other states like Arizona and Colorado, Utah, or Washington, Massachusetts. I mean, there's so many states that are full practice authority now. What do you think would be a good price point? Because I don't want to mess with insurance for like the initial consult and then like a follow-up visit. In the thyroid optimization course, we recommend really a subscription-based pricing model something that people would pay you monthly for. And it's more of like a a concierge kind of thyroid optimization service. So that would include maybe a visit every three months, for example. You could include the hormones themselves through a compounding pharmacy. You know, just have the hormones shipped to them directly instead of just sending a script into Walgreens or whatever. So you could do that. You could have have more of a subscription-based model, charge $100 a month for it, for example. But pricing per product and per service, like how much would it cost for an initial evaluation and then for follow-ups? I mean, for something like this, how much time do you spend typically on an initial appointment for thyroid optimization? 
optimization and a follow-up. 30 minutes would be ample time for an initial consult and probably 15 minutes for a follow-up. So then I would say probably between $100, $150 for the initial and $50 for follow-ups if you're just sending scripts into the pharmacy. Basically, on when they come back in for review, I'm only looking at a full thyroid panel, like their free T3, T4, TSH, that stuff. Right. It's a super simple visit. Yeah. Yeah. I manage some patients' thyroids at my men's health clinic. It's simple. It's easy. If you could do four patients an hour, that's $200 an hour, you know? So it depends on how often you're seeing the patient. When is it? Every three, every three months, six months? What? We require labs every six months at my current office. Correct. So do you feel like every six months is more than, more than enough? I think that's fine. Okay. So then in that case, I'd probably charge $100 for follow-up visits. If you're only seeing them twice a year, I mean, you need to increase the, the lifetime you know, value of each patient. So maybe $200 for the initial evaluation and $100 for follow-ups. I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. I want to do a little research too. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's some other clinics that are doing this sort of thing. This isn't really a very saturated telemedicine model. So there might not be a whole lot of price points out there. So you might be able to just set the price and sit back and just watch it or do a little research and see what maybe some other places are charging. Not a bad idea. This is silly, but one thing I'm getting hung up on is a name. Well, if you're providing thyroid optimization treatment, I think it's probably a good idea to include thyroid in the name at least. So you, you think just straightforward, simple, don't get too fancy with it? Yeah, don't get complicated. I mean, keep this as simple as possible. I mean, like the Thyroid Wellness Center, for example, Thyroid Optimization Clinic, the e-thyroid clinic or, you know, thyroid telemedicine practice. I mean, I would just name it something very simple. It just make it painfully obvious what it is that you do. Right. That's always my recommendation. Just make it as painfully as obvious as you possibly can. I think those are some definitely good suggestions. Well, I think this is a great little niche. I think it's a great idea. And then you offer some weight loss you know, therapies in it as well. Um, I think it's a great complimentary service for a thyroid practice. And then that also just increases the bottom line of your practice as well. You can charge additionally for those services. Okay. You know, I would make those a separate visit. Do like a whole other consult for that? And- I would, or just bundle it up into it. Maybe have like a package for thyroid and weight, thyroid alone, and then weight alone. Have like, okay. you know, different kinds of packages. That's a good idea. Yeah. And then if some patient, you know, comes to you like, you know, hey, listen, my primary care provider is managing my thyroid. I think they're doing a great job. I don't really need any help there, but I would like to lose some weight and I found your practice. This is the weight loss option, right? And then you could have various price per product, price per service there, or you could have subscription-based models like we recommend in the weight loss course, for example. I mean, there's just multiple things you can do. Okay. Yeah. Open it up to some more clientele that way. Absolutely. hundred percent. So I think I would do it that way. I like that. Have a thyroid option, have a weight loss option, and have a bundle option. And just have it all laid out on the website where it's super simple. Super simple. Keep it simple. You know, when you want your website designed, let me know. My web designer that I use for Elite NP and my men's health practice and everything, he is really great. He's in a lot of NP's website. He really knows how to create a really streamlined, very simple website that looks great. So when you're ready, just email me. I'll shoot you his email. Do you suggest just going ahead and paying somebody to do it, not trying to do it yourself? You know, it just really depends on your budget. You know, if you're on more of a budget, you certainly could try it yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you can use websites like GoDaddy, Squarespace, Wix, for example. I mean, you can just do it yourself. You know, I don't really see a problem with that at all, but it's just, it's never going to look as good as a professional website because a web designer who creates a website from scratch, you know, they're just not using a template. Like they're, they're actually building it out. It's going to be a custom site. And the things through GoDaddy and Wix are usually just templated things and you're just putting pictures in and that kind of stuff. So it's never going to be as intuitive, but for right now in your situation, since you're on more of a budget, I would say just do it yourself, especially if you're a little tech savvy. How do you set up appointments for the telehealth? Do you 
hire out a, a third party company? Do you have a link in the website where they can schedule their own appointments? You know, whatever EMR you use, there's usually a scheduling widget within it. And you just put that code into your website and the schedule just pops up on your website. You just have patients scheduled directly from your site. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's super easy. That literally, you could do that yourself. It takes five minutes. So I would definitely recommend them scheduling themselves for sure. That takes care of not having another employee or payment. Exactly. Having patients be able to schedule directly from your website really prevents a lot of phone calls and emails and stuff. And you were talking about having liability insurance and a different kind of insurance, like asset protection. So what I mean, you want malpractice. So I have malpractice, but there was a different kind of insurance that you were... There's going to be three kinds of insurances you're going to need for something like this. And you don't even really even need two of them, okay? For a practice in general, you want malpractice, obviously. And then you could have an omissions and errors policy if you want. But that's going to be more or less if you're selling a digital product or a book or something like that. For a telemedicine practice, you really don't need it. And then general business liability insurance, you know, again, you really don't need it. No one's going to slip and fall in your telemedicine practice. So if I have malpractice, I'm covered, don't really need anything else. It's the only thing I would worry about. And make sure you get a policy that covers you for telemedicine and make sure that they're aware of the states that you're in. Okay. Yeah, that's really important. They sent me an email with a written letter saying it was covered for telehealth. Perfect. Then you should be good. I think that was all of my questions. Okay. I think that uh, I think it's a great idea. Probably 5,000 bucks is all you're going to need for this. I think the biggest cost here is going to be all the licenses for each state. I think that's going to be your biggest expense. I mean, six licenses is probably going to cost you twelve to $1,500. You know, that's going to be your biggest expense. Yeah. And you say, just go ahead and get all of those before I get started? Knock it out. Just get it done. Like seriously, like if you're wanting to launch this three three months from now or six months from now or whatever, like if I was you just over the next couple of months, I would just start knocking those licenses out. Like get all your stuff together. Each board's going to require the same stuff. You know what I mean? Just get yeah. all that paperwork together, make copies, fingerprints, that kind of thing. And then just start filling out the applications, start sending out the payments and just sit back and wait. It usually takes 30 to 60 days. Start doing that after I get my emergency fund replenished. There you go. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Get the emergency fund up and running again. That way you have that on the back end and maybe you can pick up some extra shifts somewhere else and just put, you know, put a little money away. Definitely. Well, I'd like to end the uh, episode with you asking me a question. Do you have a question that you would like to ask me in terms of just my practices or my life or anything like that? Well, if there is one piece of advice you could give for us nurse practitioners still on the floor, what would it be? Just get out? Yeah, get a side business up and running immediately because the more nurse practitioners that are being pumped out of schools, the more it's just saturating our market. Salaries are probably going to continue to go down or just completely stagnate. Healthcare administrators are continuing to walk all over us. They're going to want more work for less pay. I, I I hate to be a Debbie Downer and look at the world pessimistically, but it's just what I'm seeing, you know? That's how it is here. Average just, pay for nurse practitioners is like $40 an hour. That's just an absolute joke. Give me a break. That's just slap in the face. You make more money bartending. <laughs> you can make more money as a floor nurse right now. Yeah, that's just insane. It's, see, that's what I mean. It's just going to keep getting worse. And I think the only way you can really break free is to get a little side business going and give it a few years and hopefully it flourishes into something that you can do full time. You know, yeah, I really think that's the number one thing that more and more MPs need to be doing. So that's my piece of advice I'd give any MP listener to this. All right. Well, do you have any other questions for me? That's it. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Keep me updated with this. And I would love to know uh, what happens three to six months from now. All right. Thanks. All right. No problem. Take care. Bye.
I hope everyone enjoyed the conversation with Ashley. Ashley has a unique niche, thyroid optimization. I think that's really awesome. I think she could do very, very well with that. Remember, that is a specific service that's going to target a specific population of individuals, right? So she's not targeting everybody. And so I think that's really key here, okay? I mean, you could do very, very well with offering just a specific service, just one service, guys. It's all you really need to offer. And you can do very well in a little niche practice. She's going to offer thyroid optimization therapy in addition to some weight loss. If someone lands on their website and wants weight loss, then fine. Obviously treat it. It's another patient, right? But overall, she's going to be providing weight loss therapy to thyroid patients. She's going to be optimizing people's thyroid. So it's a great niche. And remember, there's going to be a community online for just about anything you can think of. If you can get in to one of these communities and start offering advice to people, start talking to people, start becoming a part of that community. If you can do that, you will get so many patients and that's free marketing guys. And plus you're helping people out too. So it's a win-win situation. So do not fear offering a very specific service to a specific population of people. If you can get into those communities, you have an enormous amount of patients at your fingertips. And all it takes is just being part of that community. So anyways, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Quick legal disclaimer, the content of this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used as legal, financial, medical, regulatory, or practice-specific advice. For information pertaining to your specific legal, financial, medical, or practice-specific needs, please be sure to consult with your lawyer, CPA, medical director, and or your state's practice laws and the most up-to-date clinical guidelines. As always, do your due diligence when it comes to any information found online and in podcasts. The content of this podcast is copyrighted by Galaxy Medical Southwest 2022 and cannot be duplicated, rebroadcasted, or reproduced without our written permission.